0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Ringer MLB Show. This week Ben Lindbergh and Michael Bauman talked to Padres catcher Christian Betancourt about being a two-way player. You can subscribe to the Ringer MLB show at iTunes.com slash the Ringer or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the Ringer NBA show. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me today is Shay Serrano from TheRinger.com. Shay! Hey, hey, qué paso, It is so nice to have you on a podcast. I know that this has really been tough on you um, not having your own podcast for some time uh, now. Even, <laughs> though, even though that you've been at the ringer for uh, a good amount of time.
1: Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer every question in Spanish. I just want to, you know, ahead of time.
0: This is gonna be really rough. Okay. Did last night? I want you to do this. Answer this in Spanish. Did last night's or, or was there? Uh, what was last night's Warriors' loss to the Chicago Bulls meaningful?
1: No, it wasn't. It wasn't meaningful, wasn't it? It was just bad timing, that's all it was.
0: You don't that's think, in English, that, by the way, <laughs> you don't think that there is something to take away from? Okay, yeah, those guys shot poorly last night, but this may go rougher than some suspect without Durant.
1: No, I don't think so. I think you lose you lose that guy, and it's like weird for a second. It's going to take them two games, and then they're going to go. Oh, that's right. We we're still Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and we're going to be okay. And then they just start blowing people out again. I'm not worried about them at all. I I do want I want them to figure it out quickly because I need I need a San Antonio Houston matchup in the second round. So I don't want San Antonio. I don't want my beloved Spurs to catch the Warriors. So I would like for them to figure it out quickly. But I'm not super worried about it yet.
0: All right, why is that what you want? Why do you want San Antonio-Houston so badly?
1: They haven't played in the playoffs against each other in uh, over two decades. And I I just, I'm ready for it. I'm from San Antonio, but I live in Houston. So I'm just ready to talk so much shit when we beat them that I just need it. And I I feel like if the Warriors end up second and they play the – the Rockets in the playoffs in the second round, they're gonna they're gonna beat the Rockets, and I and in San Antonio and the Warriors play in the third round, and I and I just need we need a we need a Houston Spurs match that hasn't happened in twenty something years.
0: All right, but don't it's you don't you? All right, but even as a even as a San Antonio fan, wouldn't you sit back and go, all right? If we can get to one, that second-round series is going to be— A, the first-round series is way easier, and the second-round series is going to be an easier matchup for us than, say, the Rockets, right? Like, I don't know. It kind of goes against fandom. Wouldn't you want the easiest trek, or you just you want so badly to talk shit to Houston fans that you would rather have a harder road if that means having to play the Rockets?
1: I would always rather it be the hardest road possible to get a championship. I want the Spurs to just John Wick everybody in the playoffs, and I want. So if they go first, uh, I, you know we we end up losing. We don't we don't get to beat Houston and Golden State. I want to be able to beat Houston and Golden State. It's just better that way. It's it's always more fun when it's more dangerous. You know what I'm saying?
0: All right. Well, there are two. There's, you know, people are all citing that there's a couple. Of, there's a couple matchups left between San Antonio and Golden State, and I think the number's three right now. San Antonio's three games mm-hmm. back. But as a Spurs fan, you will actively root for San Antonio not to catch them.
1: I will. Regular season. <laughs> I'm not too worried. You know, I'm rooting for them to come in second. I need them. A, I need them in second, please. Please, Popovich, do it, do it, do it in a second.
0: I love having you on today because the Spurs—they've always been the team that doesn't get as many highlights shown of them, and and uh, is consistently underrated, or certainly uh, doesn't get the the press that all the other great teams do. Um, you know, Oklahoma City's you know on TV and certainly in the highlights way more than San Antonio, and this year feels like even different than other years, like the fact that. you don't hear about the Spurs virtually at all, and there they are as the two-seed overall. How good are they in your mind? Like, is this version of the Spurs, and it's the first year without Duncan, as you compare it to, say, the last couple of decades, do you think this is one of the better teams?
1: No, I don't. I don't think that this is one of the better teams. If we're being, like, all the way 100% honest, I think they lose to the Rockets in the second round in, like, six or seven games. Yeah, I think that's what happens. But... I want to see it. So I I don't think that they're super great. They're good. They're obviously good. Um, And they're good enough and smart enough to just, like, beat all the teams they need to beat to stay high in the rankings. But when you talk about can they beat beat Cleveland, can they beat the Warriors, can they beat the Rockets, I think those three teams are – the Rockets are a tiny bit better and the Warriors and Cavs are two or three notches better.
0: What has it been like rooting for the Spurs without Tim Duncan? Because this is the first experience in what, like 20 years?
1: Yeah, it's been a good long while. I, You know what I do when I watch a game is I just pretend like he's on the bench. I don't to talk about <laughs> him not being there at all. I'm just waiting for him to check in. That's
0: all I do. All right. All right, rank them one all right. Kawhi is obviously number one by a wide, wide margin, and I would imagine your favorite. All right. I want you to list the next four Spurs if if we're just talking about love, like we're all right, we're we're to the moment in the movie where you've got to start chucking people over a cliff, right? And Kawhi's right. obviously the guy that you're keeping. All right. But right. if we're going from five to one, right, and we're saying Kawhi's number one, so I want to go the next four that you would want to hold on to.
1: The next form i I'm definitely saying. Um, I'm before I even save anybody. Like I'm just gonna push Lamarcus off the cliff so that we don't have to worry about him. He's gone. I just shoved him in the back. I'm like, look, look at this view, and then I shove him, and then ah, uh, he's gone. So I've got my, I've got four picks left to save. I got, I gotta take, I gotta take my guys who want it for me. Give me Manu and Tony, and I know that they're pretty terrible by this point, but. They earned it. They earned a seat in my rescue chopper. So give me those two guys. Give me Manu. Give me Tony. Uh, And if I'm looking through it right now, I think I have to take Danny Green, who should have been the finals MVP in 2013, and give me Patty Mills, who is just never afraid of anything. And he's of a darling of a man, and I like his accent. Those are my so, guys. I'm saving.
0: All right. So, uh, who is the one standing next to Kawhi? Like, who makes it the longest? Mills? No, no. Tony
1: Parker. Tony, Tony Parker, Parker makes it the longest for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, him, and I have, I think, the most intense relationship. It started out really rocky, and I hated him for a good long while, and then it just, I just fell in love with him. If we're talking about new guys, though, like if we're talking about we're building a team. Give me Kawhi, give me Jonathan Simmons, give me give me Patty, and give me—I guess I don't know. I guess oh Murray, give me Murray, give me those five guys if we're just if I just need a new team. Like when I watch the games and I want to see a lineup, that's the lineup I'm watching to see.
0: Why did you immediately shove Lamarcus Aldridge off the cliff?
1: I just I just hate him. I basketball I hate him. I don't real life hate him. He seems like an okay person in real life, but on a basketball court like I just everything he does makes me mad even when he does a good thing even when he makes a basket and he shoots it and I'm like ew like that's the grossest thing you ever did Lamar because I hate you and then when he does something bad it's even more intense it's just something about him I'm not sure what it is he feels to me like he feels you know he feels to me like if we're in a war movie like he's the guy who is gonna just let some people die without it having to be that. like, like he's, he's like, I'm going to make the hard decisions. We have to leave them. And there's plenty of time to go and save them. Like that's the guy LaMarcus seems like to me.
0: Did you hate him in Portland?
1: I didn't pay any attention to him in Portland. I just knew he was good. <laughs> I was like, Oh, he seems like a, a good guy. And then when, when they announced that we got him, I thought, Oh, this is going to be great. And then he showed up and it was just like, Nope, not great. Every time there was a big, important moment. he I feel like he let me down. Every serious, serious time. And it started, you know, it started with the very first time that the, the Spurs and the Warriors played after we got LaMarcus. And it was like, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Timmy was out that game. So it was his chance to, to sort of step up. And he didn't do anything. He would just backed down entirely. And then the playoffs, every big game, we needed him to do something great. It just felt like he wasn't there. So I'm anti-LaMarcus. Let's get him out of here.
0: And that's tough because he's probably the second best guy on the team.
1: Yeah, he's definitely the second best player. Mm-hmm. He's also the first worst player. So it's a tough spot.
0: Where are you at on Powell? I mean, he's he's been injured.
1: Is he still on the Spurs? I do not even know he's still on the Spurs. <laughs> if, you get, if you get injured during during a layup line, like nah, You're, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about you anymore.
0: You wrote earlier this week for TheRigger.com about who could break uh, or who could beat Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. This was the anniversary week of it. What was it, like 55 years, I think it was? Is that right? 55?
1: Yeah. 55, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was yesterday. And so what you did is you tried to uh, whittle it down until you got to one guy on the list. Um, and, you know, spoiler alert, uh, you ended up on – Clay Thompson I I will tell you that this was a uh, th- this was very shocking to me Shay. I was 100% sure that at the end of that article once you started off and say you're going to whittle it down, I was 100% sure there was going to be Russell Westbrook artwork at the end. Um and that he that he and that he was going to be the guy because like the I I kind of feel like Russell Westbrook's the only guy that could take 75 shots and no one would bitch about it
1: definitely could that's what i was hoping would happen but no it's got to be clay he, he he's the only guy capable of getting as hot as he gets russell westbrook would definitely shoot he would probably score like 85 points on 75 shots and, and get 10 rebounds and 10 assists somehow but clay clay can just fill it up man he just decides that he's gonna shit on everyone and then he just starts doing that and it's beautiful
0: but what about last night? Like, so let's take for instance, so Oklahoma City lost to Portland, uh and Westbrook was 12 of 36 from the field. Okay, so Oklahoma City took 86 shots as a team the entire game, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if there was a game where Russell Westbrook took 75 of, let's say, 90 shots, like say that that would not shock me. I I mean it would be shocking, but like The idea that he would take 75 of 90 shots and then the other 15 would be like, you know, somebody got an offensive rebound or some shit Um, like that could happen. Whereas here's the thing. I don't think you I don't think that playing with uh, Durant and Curry would enable Clay to do it. Like, I don't think they're going to you would ever they would ever be that passive because you need like everybody. Everybody else on the team has got to do shitty like scoring wise. And
1: like, no, no like, no way. you been it, coming at it the wrong way. If if the Thunder are playing and Russell Westbrook has 60 points in the halfway to the third quarter, by that point the other team is just going to be like, "Fuck it, we're not letting him get to 81. We don't want him to set a record, a record against us. We're just going to triple team him, and we're just going to stay on him, and nobody else is going to do anything." But with the Thunder, they've got all, you can't triple team, you can't double team anybody. When Clay, Clay had that sixty point game like two months ago, he he barely dribbled the ball. He had the ball in his hand for like ninety seconds of, of, of game time. He dribbled it eleven times in a sixty point game. He dribbled the ball eleven times. He was averaging like he only played twenty nine minutes. he was averaging over two points a minute. Like that's the kind of guy you need for that, and you need him in that situation to do that thing. You. You have to be able to move all these other pieces around to just get this guy open. And that's what the Warriors did. Like, they realized really quickly, Clay's got it going, and they just kept feeding him the ball. He had His usage rate was almost double in that 60 point game. I feel like if they're in a close game, Kirk couldn't just leave him out there. He, just, he could have left him out there and just finished it out. There's no way that, that Westbrook can do that because he doesn't have those other pieces around him. You can't be the main guy and, and put up 100 points. Not in this situation now.
0: Like. All right. Well, here's what I would say. I, I, my first argument would be all right, the whole like double team, triple team, whatever. Like every team in the league game plans against Russell Westbrook every night. Like that's literally what they game plan against. And he still goes off like every single yeah. night. On the other hand, yeah. the, I think the most persuasive would be Westbrook won't hit enough threes. Like, you got to, even with Kobe's 81 or within the clay thing, like, in order to get all the way up there to those insane numbers, you've got to hit a huge amount of threes. And I don't think that Westbrook's mm-hmm. ever going to hit that many threes. Because I, I don't know what percentage no. of your points need to be from threes, but it, it would be immense.
1: Yeah, you're probably going to need about 45, 45 points from three if you if you got it going.
0: I mean, that's 15.
1: 15. <laughs> Clay Thompson can hit 15 three-pointers. Clay Thompson can hit 15 three-pointers in a quarter. Like that's the kind of guy we're talking about here. <laughs> he could put up 45 in a quarter in the first quarter and then everyone just goes, "Okay, here we go. Let's 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 do this." How
0: about this? Let's forget about the 100, right? With the Will Chamberlain right. 100. And I thought it was funny you like you chronicled some of the things about Oh, well, here, let's start with that first. Okay. A There were some odd circumstances of that particular game when you went back and researched it. One of the guys that was supposed to be playing was hungover. The other guy was like a rookie and in foul trouble, and so there were some extenuating circumstances as to the matchup that Chamberlain had. And people weren't people didn't. It felt like people didn't really know what was happening at the time. But forget all that.
1: Yeah, they they didn't. They didn't. They didn't know. They didn't have a like a scoreboard up there. It was until the second half somebody realized, and then went and told the announcer, and then he started calling it every time Chamberlain scored. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on, but go ahead. Okay. There is it. a
0: story that you chronicle about him having scratches on his arm, and mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain says he fought a mountain lion and choked it out, right? So yeah, amongst
1: lion. <laughs> so, all
0: right. so amongst the great tales of Wilt Chamberlain, in your mind's eye, which is more believable—that he banged twenty thousand women as he once claimed, or that he killed a mountain lion with his bare hands?
1: Uh, I'm going mountain lion. I'm going mountain lion. Twenty thousand is is a uh, that's a that's a big number, man. I don't even I don't know how you even meet twenty
0: thousand people. Let alone convince
1: them. Yeah, to have sex with. Yeah, he had, the, he filled the Toyota Center with women and then just had sex with every single one of them. That's, I don't think you could really do that. I think that's just <laughs> too far. But a, a mountain lion, people have <laughs> killed mountain lions before. I'm pretty <laughs> no, sure we'll
0: do it. Wait, hold on now. Hold on. Like, all right, so here's the thing I guess the question would be, I don't know of anybody—I've never heard of anybody killing a mountain lion with their bare hands. So let's—he's not—he doesn't claim he had, like, a knife or a dagger or a gun or anything, okay?
1: No, he just—he just fucking boxed the lion. (laughs) No, it would be—
0: But here's the thing. (laughs) It's possible to have sex. We know that, right? Like, you can have sex. Mm -hmm. And really, now we're just debating a number. The question would be, you believe it is feasible— that he could have fought a mountain lion, boxed him, and choked him out. Like, come on! I think
1: he. I think he could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think you can definitely. He's seven feet tall. He's got a long reach. Maybe the lion jumps at him.
0: Have you ever or, like, seen like, a mountain the lion? lion?
1: And in the Yeah, I did. When I was researching an article, I looked at pictures of them, and they're, they're gigantic—like 200 pounds, something goofy like that. It's a big, it's a big guy, but we're talking about Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain could do it. Will Chamberlain could do it. Shaq could do it. Matt Barnes could do it. That's the end of the list of guys in the NBA who could kill a mountain lion with their, with their bare Yo, when I was researching for all this stuff, I started reading about, about uh, people fighting animals. I read a story about a, a man who fought a bear with a water bottle. Like that's how he beat the bear up. And then another story.
0: That's ridiculous. And then another
1: story about a man who punched and kicked his way away from a bear. Like he boxed a bear.
0: I get the art. I can buy all right. I I can buy this the second story I can buy. Nobody has ever beat up a bear with a water bottle. That is ass. That's what. It was on the
1: it was on the website. I was researching about I was researching black bears in Utah. And it's on the website. Um, but all- <laughs> When I was researching this, this is what I was thinking about. Imagine you're the guy who fucking, he, he beats up a bear with a bottle of water. Like that was his weapon. And then you meet another guy. And this guy is like, oh, I beat up a bear too. And then the guy with the water bottle is like, oh, what kind of water bottle did you use? And then the other guy's like, I didn't even need a water bottle. I just did it with my hand. Like, how are you second place when you beat up a bear with a water bottle? That's just ridiculous
0: the only chance uh-huh. listen obviously if you went to like the convenience store or something your only chance would be with like like one of those like fiji bottles <laughs> like those yeah, yeah, are those things like the fiji bottles are like bricks so in the case that i am to accept this I would not accept that he did it with, like, a Dasani bottle or an Aquafina bottle. Like, I think a Fiji bottle <laughs> a Fiji, a Fiji bottle is the only one that could... You know, the square one, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: I know, the, I know Yeah, the, the
0: big pint or whatever it is, feet or liter. The one Fiji, they sell at the airport. I think that's the only one that could be used as a weapon. Or except for those, like, what is the one, like, Vox or VOS, V-O-S, and it's like the tube, right? It's like yeah. the... Those are the only two, because that could almost be used as like a baton or something. But, still, but, but <laughs> okay. even then, You'll even then, I can't the even bear. believe I'm, okay. I can't even believe I'm talking about this. Nobody beat up a fucking bear with a water bottle, okay, Shay? I,
1: he said he did. I believe him. I believe the <laughs> yeah. guy, and I believe Will. Listen, if we're if you if, if you have <laughs> t- sex twenty thousand times, that's sex one day. I mean, one time a day for 54 years straight. That's too much. Even if you do it twice a day, you have sex twice a day for 27 years straight. That's too much, dude. I have sex like one time a week and I'm done. I'm like, don't talk to me until Saturday, next Saturday, Saturday sex night is going down. Not Tuesday, not Thursday. Like wait until Saturday. I gotta, I gotta get my energy back up twice (laughs) a day for 27 years. No chance. No
0: chance. But like nobody is out there going like I could beat the shit out of a bear. I don't know. I don't know which is more likely. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I guarantee li- there's a group of people listening right now who said I could I could kill a mountain lion. I could kill an eighty pound mountain lion. Somebody is listening to this right now and and they have a, a way in their head that they're going to kill it. Well, hold nobody on now. is
0: saying. Hold on, they're eighty pound. What are you talking about? Like a fucking baby mountain lion? Like I thought
1: we were talking yeah, about. Man, <clears throat> we're talking about full grown a full grown mountain lion, but. Somebody's listening right now, and they're coming up with ways they could kill a mountain lion, and they're saying to themselves, you got to put parameters on it. He's probably saying, or she's probably saying, I don't know that I could kill an adult mountain lion, but I could probably kill one that weighed up to 80 pounds, is what this person is saying, I'm thinking. But there's nobody saying, I could have sex twice a day, every day, for 27 years. Nobody is saying that. Nobody. I'm sorry, Chris. Chris, how many times a week do you have sex?
0: I mean, the over/under would be one.
1: One. Yeah, and then.
0: Yeah, but if you were gonna, like, if you were gonna, like, if you were sitting around gambling on me, like, the number's one every week, and so you can just decide (laughs) if you're gonna take the over or the under. Right. No, and it's going down to the wire. Like you are gonna be sweating out this bet big time. You're gonna be like, come on, Chris. (laughs) You're gonna be like, come on, Chris.
1: Let's go. That's Chris. That's that means it's gonna take you 384 years. To have sex twenty thousand times. But I bet I bet you could I bet you'd have a better shot with that mountain lion. You could probably put up a fight.
0: All right. So of the Wilt Chamberlain myths, you certainly you actually believe that. You believe that he really fought a mountain lion and choked him out.
1: No, I just think it's more likely that he did that versus
0: had sex twenty thousand times. All right. So the whole genes the whole genesis of this conversation was who could beat Wilt's one hundred point game. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Um, we went, and, we and you ended up on Clay Thompson and uh he was the guy that you said if anybody could do it, and the players that were remaining prior to were Durant, Curry, Harden, and Clay. That's how you whittled it down, right? Okay. So it down, yeah. if okay. I'm giving you a second pick, if it's not Clay, I'm gonna give you two picks, because you had three other guys. You had Harden, Curry, and Durant. Clay was the one that you ended up picking out of this group. So, of those other three—Durant, Curry, Harden—who would you pick second?
1: I'm going Harden. I think he can he can make it happen. We remember the game when he had like the, the goofy triple double of 50 something points, 16 rebounds, and 17 assists or something crazy like that. In that game, he was responsible—if you were counting his assists—he was responsible for 95 points. So I'm going to just assume, rather than pass those, he shoots them and he makes them. I think he could get there. He's my second pick. And then after that, I'm going Durant. Those three guys, I feel like they could get it done for you. If if everything broke exactly right, they could do it.
0: All right, Shea, I'm going to ask you about other things going on in the NBA, including who you think could mess with the Cavs in the Easter Conference. But first, we remind people that some people don't get podcasts, what's out there and how to listen. You can help change that with a click. Right now, think of someone you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Hit the share button on the bottom left of your screen. If they don't know how to listen, offer to show them how. Tell us what you shared with the hashtag tripod, T-R-Y pod. Thanks for spreading the word. Shay, let's move to some of the stuff going on in the NBA. In the Eastern Conference, is there anybody you believe can challenge the Cavs?
1: No. You've you got the you got the Raptors, maybe, can win a game or two. The Celtics might win a game. I don't think anybody's winning more than two games against the Cavs in a seven-game series this year. It just, you, I, I just can't see it. I can't see it.
0: You don't think when they're, when they're fully healthy that they – you don't even think we see a Cavs game seven before possibly the finals?
1: No, I don't, I don't think we see a Cavs game seven before the finals at all.
0: We'll be we we'll be doing good to get to Game Six. Is there any I of those teams,
1: pieces, man?
0: Are there any uh, of those three that are behind them—Celtics, Wizards, Raptors? Who do you like the most?
1: Who do I like just to watch, or who do yeah, I? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who do you like? Become,
0: if, if, oh. if 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 I'm given, if if I say, all right, Shay, you can have any East Finals that you want.
1: Then give me give me the Celtics, give me the Cavs and Celtics, and let me watch Isaiah go nuts for five games. Let me watch him average seventeen points a fourth quarter for a series while they just get destroyed. That's what I want to see. I want to see Isaiah. I love Isaiah. How can you not love Isaiah? Isaiah Thomas could kill a mountain lion with thing.
0: I will say this. If you met somebody that was like, I hate Isaiah Thomas, like I would I would really judge them. I agree with you. I,
1: I, there's a one-to-one correlation. If they hate Isaiah Thomas, they also voted for Trump. That's my guess. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I don't I know that, it's fair. I don't. You think you think there's nobody that hates Isaiah Thomas that voted for Hillary Clinton?
1: No, not a chance. Not, <laughs> they they might say that, but secretly they voted for Trump. They're secret Trump voters. If you like, if you don't like Isaiah Thomas, you probably find this person on Facebook, and there's like there's a one of the pictures from two years ago, and they're they're wrapped in a confederate flag.
0: Do you think that James Harden can beat Russell Westbrook for the MVP?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to. I think the the Rockets are just too good. What Russell is doing is incredible, and and you're going to have that whole big old conversation about well, if we switch players on teams, blah blah blah. I think if you put the if you put James Harden over there, I don't know what he does, but I know with the Rockets, he's there's nobody that can do what he's doing with the Rockets. You you can it just can't be done. It's incredible. Like, oh, my God, Eric Gordon all of a sudden. Like, wait a second. Is Eric Gordon – are we talking about Eric Gordon as an all-star? The same Eric Gordon who two years ago was like – he just fell down a lot. It's incredible what what James Harden is doing. I don't like James Harden at all. But it's impossible for me to deny how great he has been this season. One sliver better than what Russell Westbrook has been doing. Only because of of their records. And you love Russ. I, mean, I love Russ. Russ is maybe Russ is probably my favorite guy to watch in the NBA of all of the guys in the NBA. And and Harden, I just don't like him. And I still can't make myself say that Russ is the the MVP this season, which is ridiculous for a guy averaging a triple double. It doesn't make any sense. The season has been super fun, and the fact that we get to have this conversation is, is I'm I'm very thankful for it. I just it's gotta go to it's gotta go to Harden
0: what do you not like about James Harden
1: you know I think I think a big part of it is he's just not on my team <laughs> that's really all it is it's usually that's usually how it works that the guys like on the the rival team you just hate him but if he was on the Spurs I'd probably be just in love with him but he ain't so I don't
0: you're writing a new book that you have been hawking And it wasn't until I believe this week that I realized that the book doesn't come out for like another seven months. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. So I see it on Twitter all the time and you're like, yo, go pre-order this book, pre-order this book. And, then, <laughs> and like you're, and then you like did the whole cover bit. Like I'm not even, I won't send Amazon the cover to this book and all this, all this and that. And you pre-order this book. And then like, I think like maybe like a day or two ago, I realized something you posted where it was like, it doesn't come out for another seven months. And I was like, wait, and, and then it dawned yeah. on me when you were talking about chapters and whatever, I had never put it all together, right? That when you were talking about chapters, you were actually talking about writing chapters for a book that you are telling people to order. And, like, you haven't even written the book yet?
1: No, it's not. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I'm about 80% of the way there.
0: Right? Yeah,
1: Amazon posted, they posted the link early. I wasn't expecting it to go up that early, but I got an alert one day somebody on twitter hey i just bought your book i said what the hell i went and looked it was up i said all right i guess there you go here's the link and i posted it and it's like a funny thing to me to do that and it's especially funny if somebody hits me because i maybe started like a month ago is when it first came up or three weeks ago and then somebody will like yesterday a guy orders it and he's like hey my bad for waiting so long like, no! What are you talking about? Waiting so long! It don't even come out until October. It shit not make any sense. Uh, yeah, but it's just—it's just because just Amazon put it on there. I don't know, man. But it's doing well. We're, we've sold a lot of copies already, which is crazy for a thing that I, I'm working on right now.
0: Do you think people realize that the book? The, the, how, what percentage of the people that have bought the book realize that it doesn't come out until October?
1: A hundred percent of the people, because everybody okay. says it. Oh, they, they do not. one. It's, it's like, yeah, it's part of the thing. That's why it's funny. That's the reason it's funny. Because they're in on it. And it's like, ha, 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 look what we just did together. I won't, I'm i going to forget I ordered this. And they probably will. I think everybody everybody knows. It's just like a joke thing right now. Like, who pre-orders a book like seven months in advance? It doesn't make any sense. That's why we're going to do it. Anything that doesn't make any sense, let's give it a try.
0: What's the book?
1: The book is called Basketball and Other Things. And that's what it is. It's just every chapter is a different question I'm trying to answer, similar to the Will Chamberlain thing, which starts out chapter one. Here's a question. Let's answer the question by the end of the chapter. Chapter two. Here's another question. Just stuff like that. Some silly stuff. Some serious stuff. It's goofy, man. It's it's people are gonna get give and they can go, what the, what the fuck? Why is this in this basketball
0: book? That make any sense? Give me an example of like one of the questions.
1: Do uh, you want a serious question or a? Not goofy. serious question. Goofy, goofy, Okay, we were talking about the bears thing earlier. The reason I was researching about bears, I spent a week, I fucking a whole week reading about black bears in Utah <clears throat> because one of the chapters is if we take 1996 Karl Malone off the Jazz and we just drop him in the middle of the Utah forest and at the same time we take a bear out of the Utah forest and put him power forward for the 96 Jazz... Who has a better season that year? The bear playing power forward for a season, or Carl Malone living in the in the forest for a season? Like, and then there you go. Let's figure that out. And throw. It's gonna. People are gonna be so disappointed when they get the book because there's a bunch of stuff like that.
0: <laughs> and you treat that you treat that particular question extremely seriously. I can imagine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing that I, that I think is the most fun for me when you're writing a thing. You can take a, a silly thing, but be very serious about it. I know so much about Black letters now because I legit research hardcore about Black Bears. Like I'm watching documentaries and I'm reading books trying to get this information. Okay, like I can treat it very serious like you would any other project you're working on. And I think that's what makes it for me that's what makes it fun and i think that's if i had to guess that's part of the reason people appreciate reading that sort of stuff because it's never just like a quick answer it's very thought out and explained and now here we are with a with a a book of stuff like that i I just wanted to be real careful not to for the questions to all be like i wanted every question to be one that hadn't been asked yet i don't want to be like oh magic or bird um who's the best playing guard of all time? Like these conversations have already been had. Let's go a different direction. Let's come up with some stuff that hadn't been talked about
0: yet. It's crazy you say that because I hate to break this to you. I was just reading this book the other day and one of the chapters (laughs) was that exact Carl Malone question. And I was like, God damn it. I know wait. No, it was actually, it was actually, could we replace uh, Kevin Johnson from the 93 Suns with a, uh, a cougar? From the, mountains of, uh, from the mountains of Phoenix. And so just with think, the mountain
1: lion. Could we were him with a mountain lion that Will killed. Yeah. Yeah, all
0: right. <laughs> all right. Last thing. Uh, you always talk about, you know, you're always uh, watching basketball, keeping up with what's going on in basketball, and obviously it's a passion of yours. You tweet a lot about movies. But one thing I went to ask you, I never see you tweeting about any TV shows, and I wondered to myself if you ever watch regular television shows.
1: Yeah, we watch a, we watch a few shows. My wife and I have a a couple that are just you know you, you got kids, you don't get to watch TV that much during the day, so we just DVR everything and watch it afterwards. Like uh, we watch Blackish every week, which is a, a really good, a really funny show. Or, or uh, oh man, you know my favorite show is right now. Broken Broken uh, Broken Skull Ranch. With Steve Austin. Do you watch this show? Broken Skull Ranch. That's what he just shouts it over and over again. Is these people? It's like the real world uh, challenge where they battle each other, except they just don't do anything except fight the whole time, and it's fantastic. But we watch that show together. She hates it. She does not like it because the whole time when it's on, I just pretend like I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I just talk like that. They're a Broken Skull Ranch. Bro, I want a sandwich. A Broken Skull Ranch. We got the baddest sons of bitches at Broken Skull Ranch today. And I just keep doing that for like thirty minutes after the show. So yeah, we watch, we watch, uh, we watch TV together. We watch some
0: TV. Is that what he sounds like? That's exactly.
1: What he sounds like. I hope that you can have your producer like bring up a clip to hear him shouting <laughs> it. And you're going to be confused. You're not going to know which one is me and which one is Steve Austin.
0: 75 pound log on his back. That ain't no chopstick. We don't do chopsticks at the Broken go Ranch. It's
1: a great show. It's a great show. It, it doesn't make any sense. He's like, oh, we're going to find out who the tough sons of bitches are today. We're going to flip this box over a hundred times. And like, that's it. <laughs> you're just flipping the box. Like, oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to put both y'all sons of bitches in this moat. And you're going to wrestle in a moat. Oh, my God. They're wrestling in a moat. This is great. And it's not just, it's not just dudes either. It's women. Like men and women. And he just, it's. The same thing every time. We got the baddest bunch of bitch women today. They're gonna wrestle with a moat, dude, and I love it. It's great. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the best guy in the world. So yeah, we watch we watch TV,
0: Chris. I'm gonna have to watch it. Broken Skull sounds 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 right up my alley. I can't wait. It's great, Shay. You're the man. Thanks for joining us on the NBA show.
1: Yeah, we
0: got we got a lot done today. We did. We really did. I, I'm very proud of this All episode. Right. Yeah. Later, man. Thanks for listening to another edition of the NBA show. If you dig what you're hearing, go give us a rating and review on iTunes, and we will talk to you next week.